0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World.
1: Of the questions that have plagued mankind through the millennia, questions whose answers we need, but whose answers seem eternally elusive, there is one that is fundamental to all the others. What is truth? Philosophers have wrestled with it. Various religions have co-opted it. Some scientists increasingly claim to be the sole arbiters of truth. But the question remains, what is truth? Few other questions have the ability to fundamentally challenge our understanding of the world. And few other answers show such promise to completely revolutionize our lives. Today on Tomorrow's World, we tackle what some may consider the question of questions... What is truth? Stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. I'm glad you're here today. We're looking at the question. What is truth now? I won't lie. I believe the ultimate source of truth for mankind comes from God's word. The Bible today we'll look at alternatives, but we'll also make available a remarkable resource for you to explore the issue for yourself. The Bible fact or fiction. Whether you currently trust the Bible or not, it will allow you to put claims about the Bible to the test, to prove the matter to yourself or to others. It's one of the most helpful books we have, so please be watchful for the contact information that we'll provide on the screen at various times in the program. Now, when Jesus Christ was on trial for his life, on trumped-up charges before the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, he made a sweeping statement. The exchange is recorded for us in the book of John in chapter 18. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate then ends their conversation with a response that has echoed through the millennia. Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? It's a question that impacts all of us. We have decisions to make. You have decisions to make. We have families to care for and feed. We have crises that come up in our lives that require our decisions and choices. Sometimes choices that will be matters of life and death. We have issues of right and wrong that face us, the Consequences of which will impact our own lives and then ripple out from us to impact others. We make decisions concerning our health, our finances, our relationship with God, or even whether there is a God. In all of these things, we need to know the truth. We need to have a sense that our understanding of things reflects the world as it really is. So, how can we know? how the world really is what is the truth how can we discover it how can we know what is fundamentally true and then live our lives accordingly given the nature of the question what is truth it sounds like something from the world of philosophy so let's start there in our search can human philosophy provide us with a source of truth Now, history has seen an amazing parade of intellects and thinkers whose names are known to almost all of us. You say the word philosopher, and names like Aristotle come to mind, or Plato and Socrates. We see in the struggles of the secular philosophers throughout time a great deal of logic and discussion, which is good, but frankly no real answers. I remember studying the works of many of these men and women when I was in a university. And I discovered in my own studies, as some of you may well have also, the discussions and debates among the philosophers seem to produce mainly more discussions and debates. As one of the wisest men to have ever lived, King Solomon wrote once in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verses 13 and 14. I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. This burdensome task God has given to the sons of man by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed, all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Now, God is logical, and God's word encourages logical thinking but left to his own devices with no common fundamental ground on which to stand. The philosophical debates of mankind about the nature of truth only go so far. And in the end, producing nothing more than additional debates in which the arguing goes on and on. But the sort of truth that we need to found our lives upon continues to elude us. In our search for truth, we'll need to look elsewhere. But before we consider another possibility, let me take a few moments to highlight the free booklet we're offering to all of our viewers this week. The Bible, Fact or Fiction. Many people believe that the Holy Bible contains the Word of God, but how many actually take the time to prove that it does? Don't just guess or gamble that the Bible is God's Word and is accurate and trustworthy. Prove it for yourself. This booklet is for anyone who wants to put the Bible to the test, to prove it wrong or prove it right. If you've never taken the time to demonstrate for yourself that the Bible is everything it claims to be, then this easy-to-read and eye-opening booklet is for you. Call, write, or visit us online to get your free copy. Here's how.
0: To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook. And be sure to follow us on Twitter.
1: In our last segment, we considered philosophy as a sufficient source for understanding truth. And while there are benefits to philosophical thinking, in the end it comes up short in truly defining truth for us. So, let us leave the philosophers to their debates and look at the most popular modern contender for the title of truth-bringer, the natural sciences. Now that the practice of science has made the modern world possible is beyond dispute. Our life today would seem a place of wonder or magic to those living only a few generations ago, thanks to scientific and technological advances in our day. And we know so much about the world and the universe in which we live. Science has allowed us to learn things about places and locations at vast distances from the earth. the chemical composition of stars and nebula, the orbital periods of distant planets, We've probed the depths of the atom, the building blocks of our entire physical reality. We've identified so many amazing laws working behind the scenes, if you will, the programming that runs the visible and invisible material world around us. Now, many think that science and religion are somehow enemies in the search for understanding or are somehow incompatible, but nothing could be further from the truth. The God of the Bible seems to delight in seeing us come to understand his creation. Consider what he says in the book of Proverbs in chapter 25 and verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. There is something about science in which it seems as though we're searching out the things of God, poking around his creation and finding his fingerprints, sort of looking at some of his notes. He tells us that the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, that there are truths about him we can learn by doing so. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. And yet, today, too many scientists, but not all, to be sure, but too many, confuse what they've learned about the creation as evidence that there's no creator, as if an expert on the Mona Lisa decides that he understands the painting so thoroughly that he can now conclude the artist, Leonardo da Vinci, never existed. Further, there are many scientists now claiming that science is the only means by which all truth worth knowing can be understood. This point of view, in which science is the only valid approach toward learning the truth, is called scientism. Geneticist, biologist, and science philosopher Massimo Pigliucci defined scientism in the following manner as the idea that science is the ultimate arbiter of any question or indeed even of what counts as a meaningful question we see shades of this mindset in the works of certain popular atheistic scientists such as Richard Dawkins and Lawrence Krauss in his book the moral landscape neurobiologist Sam Harris attempts to reduce even absolute morality down to purely scientific terms knowledge and experimentation and yet such efforts to make science the ultimate source and judge of truth are doomed from the start and for so many reasons for one science is ultimately a human endeavor vulnerable to the usual pitfalls of pride politics and prejudice Evolutionary biologist Austin Hughes wrote in an article for the New Atlantis Magazine titled, The Folly of Scientism, that the high confidence in funding and peer review panels should seem misplaced to anyone who has served on these panels and witnessed the extent to which preconceived notions, personal vendettas, and the like can torpedo even the best proposals. Of course, scientific theories are never purely statements of facts, nor should they be. They're interpretations of facts, and as interpretations are always subject to being colored by their underlying assumptions and worldviews. Often, scientists disagree passionately among themselves about their interpretations, though you don't often see this in television programs produced for the public. Actually, the practice of science itself rests upon principles of logic and mathematics and metaphysical assumptions that cannot themselves be proven scientifically. In fact, can the statement that science should be the ultimate arbiter of truth and meaning, it cannot itself be proven scientifically. For those who believe it, it's an article of metaphysical faith. Concerning morality... Science is impotent in defining for us what is truly good or truly evil. There's no test that can be conducted. There's no data that can be examined that would tell us whether or not, for instance, the Holocaust was truly something evil or whether slavery was morally wrong, whether murder or rape are evils or virtues, or even whether it's morally wrong to torture a child to death for purposes of personal entertainment. Don't get me wrong, science has given us an amazing understanding of how many aspects of our world work. But when we begin to look at it as the only real source of truth, we find it to be a poor source indeed. Mathematical truths, aesthetic truths, truths about our purpose and the meaning of our lives, even the most fundamental moral truths or the most basic concepts of right and wrong, none of these is accessible through the microscope of the biologist or the telescope of the astronomer. In the search for the answer to our question, what is truth, we'll need to look elsewhere But before we continue that search and consider another candidate, I want to give you another opportunity to request our free booklet that we're offering this week, The Bible Fact or Fiction. It's short and easy to read, yet it is densely packed with evidence and argument to allow you to judge for yourself whether the Bible, sometimes called the book of books, is truly the word of God or simply another religious text among many. If you have never proven for yourself why the Bible is unique and represents the thoughts and words of Almighty God Himself, then you need this booklet. Here's how you can request your free copy with absolutely no cost and no
0: obligation. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the Internet at TomorrowsWorld.org. Go to TomorrowsWorld.org. Welcome back as we continue looking for a source of
1: truth, a source of utterly dependable knowledge and guidance. Now, before I continue, perhaps we should have addressed the question of whether there is any such thing as an absolute truth at all. To be sure, there are many who would say that there is not. Such individuals like to say that all truth is relative and there's no such thing as absolute truth. Has anyone ever said such a thing to you, or have you ever said such a thing? When someone looks at me and says there's no such thing as absolute truth, I like to respond by asking them, well, is it absolutely true that there's no such thing as absolute truth? If the statement is true, then it's false. If it's false, it's true. The statement is complete nonsense, utterly self-refuting, and frankly, there's no one that truly believes that, usually even the person who says it. No, we won't find a way out that way. Truth is real. It's out there. But where do we find it? We've seen that the human endeavors of philosophy and science can be helpful, but ultimately they fall short of providing sources of rock-solid, absolute truth, the sort of truth we can base our lives on firmly and securely. However, our next candidate is a very personal one for me. If we're looking for ultimate truths, fundamental, dependable truths, why not consider mathematics? I have a degree in theoretical mathematics, and the subject is one of my favorites. Now, I know, however, that many of you are already having frightening flashbacks of your algebra studies from high school, so just bear with me for a moment. If you'll allow me a personal confession, it was actually the subject of mathematics that intensified in me a desire to know more about God. It was in the abstract laws of algebra and the theorems of geometry that I began to get a taste for the existence of a structure and order that was somehow even deeper than the laws of the physical sciences. the absolute rigor of mathematics and its uncompromising view of proof and truth was invigorating. I began to wonder what the ultimate reach of such a system might be. And better minds than mine had wondered exactly the same thing. One of my mathematical heroes was 17th century mathematician Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz, the co-discoverer of the calculus alongside Isaac Newton. Now Leibniz was a logician of the highest order. And he believed that all of life was inherently logical and that if we could just simply encode all of our thoughts in math-like symbols, we could discover the mathematical rules that would lead us to truth. For instance, he once wrote, The only way to rectify our reasonings is to make them as tangible as those of the mathematicians so that we can find our error at a glance. And when there are disputes among persons, we can simply say, let us calculate without further ado to see who is right. Leibniz was not alone in waxing poetic about the presumed power of symbolic mathematical reasoning. Such motivations also stirred the famous Alfred Whitehead and Bertrand Russell to create one of the landmark works of mathematical logic, the Principia Mathematica. The desire of Whitehead and Russell was to lay a logical foundation that would allow mankind to prove all of mathematics. It dug so deep and sought to lay a foundation so fundamental that in its first edition, The statement one plus one equals two did not show up until page 379. The idea of systems of symbolic thought that could just derive truth just as one performs a mathematical calculation was tempting to many, but it was a fantasy. In the 1930s, mathematician Kurt Gödel dropped the equivalent of a logical nuclear bomb. While the details are deep and abstract, essentially Gödel proved mathematically that not all truths could be proven mathematically. Not even all mathematical truths could be proven mathematically. The idea of a perfect symbolic set of axioms and theorems that would unlock all truths was in essence dead. In our search for the ultimate source of truth, We'll need to head to different lands. Before we continue, though, let me take one last opportunity to allow you to request our absolutely free booklet, The Bible Fact or Fiction. While the Bible may be the singular most important book in human history, far too many of us take it for granted without taking the time to prove for ourselves its value and trustworthiness. How can we know that God's Word has been accurately preserved down through the millennia? Is the Bible historically reliable? Can we defend the Bible's accuracy and inspiration in a world that is growing increasingly hostile to the Word of God? If you have never taken the time to prove for yourself the remarkable and uniquely divine nature of the Holy Bible, or if you have some in your life who doubt the Bible is any different than any other religious book, then this free booklet was written with you in mind. Request your copy
0: today. Here's how. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. In our quest to
1: answer the question, what is truth? We've looked at several popular candidates. We've considered philosophy and found that in the most fundamental matters, it seems to be better at generating questions than answers. We've considered science, pressed more and more by popular atheists who don't seem to know any better, and found it helpful but wanting as well unable to answer fundamental questions and unable to prove fundamental truths upon which the practice of science itself depends. We've discussed the work of hopeful masters of logic and their efforts to provide the pursuit of true knowledge, the same sort of rigor and structure that we see in mathematical formulas and proofs, only to discover that mathematics itself was able to prove that mathematics can't prove everything. In all of these efforts, we see the best and brightest of mankind struggling to define truth and ultimately failing miserably. Ask a philosopher or a scientist what the purpose of life is or the value of existence, and you'll likely get a variety of answers based on a variety of theories and a variety of utter nonsense. Concerning the meaning, value, and purpose of life, and existence, and concerning the fundamental foundations of morality, the philosophers are confused, the scientists are empty-handed, and the mathematicians are silent. And yet consider, would a loving God, the personal creator of all mankind, leave his creation without some basis of understanding? some guide, some standard of truth, would He craft us only to abandon us, to stumble in darkness with no answer, no basis for knowing what is true and what is right, or what is good and what is evil? If mankind needs to know what is true, but cannot fully discover it on his own, then wouldn't a loving God leave for us some record Or account some guide in knowing the truth in the revelation of the almighty and eternal God in his word we ultimately do find truth consider the Bible's own claims concerning its nature and contents on the night he was going to be betrayed and arrested before his crucifixion Jesus Christ prayed to his father in heaven in the presence of his disciples and in that prayer He made a simple request and a beautiful statement. We see it in John chapter 17 and verse 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Now, whatever you do, don't just listen to what I'm saying and say, well, yeah, the Bible's great and all. I'm sure it's true. On the other hand, don't just dismiss what I'm saying. Even the Bible itself admonishes all of us, believer and non-believer alike, not to just assume that something is true or false, but to put it to the test. In First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty-one, the apostle Paul writes, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Despite its critics who are many, and despite its detractors who are passionate, The Bible has survived through the centuries as a solid, reliable, provable source of wisdom and knowledge, of truth. It continues to pass the test of historical discovery and scientific research. It continues to prove itself in the lives of those who dare to live by its words. While in generation after generation it has been attacked and belittled, those attackers live and die... But its words and the power of its truths remain, transforming lives, establishing families, guiding those who need guidance, and answering the questions of meaning and purpose with an authority that no other source on earth has ever been able to match. That's why the free booklet that we're offering today, the Bible Factor Fiction, is so important. If your heart and mind are open and you prove that this book is what it claims to be, then over time what you'll experience in your life and the lives of those you love will become the proof that matters most, both to you and to those who know you. That's a discussion for a later program. As for this program, we are out of time. Please don't miss out on your free copy of today's offer. And be sure to check us out on our website at tomorrowsworld.org as well as on Facebook and Twitter. And come right back here next week as Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will be ready and waiting to show you truths from the pages of your Bible that you've probably never imagined before. See you right here next week.
0: To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.